Welcome to the show. Here's my dad. On this episode of the Infinite Adoption Guide podcast, we talk with Lindsay and Haley as they share their infinite adoption story from the perspective of an adoptive mom and a birth mom. Well, hello and welcome back to the Infinite Adoption Guide podcast. My name's Tim Elder, a dad of three through Infinite Adoption. This is where we talk all about Infinite Adoption and you get the inspiration, the stories, the resources, the hope, the what you need, the community, the support to start your adventure that you're thinking about 24-7. That's building your family through Infinite Adoption. So thank you for joining me today. Our guest on guests, I should say plural, on the show today is... Lindsay, uh, a mom through adoption, and Haley, who's a birth mom, or we sometimes uh, refer to as first mom, uh, they come on the show today to share the story of a pretty recent adoption. Uh, their son's um, six, only six months old, so, but a lot had happened uh, leading up to his birth and after his birth, and uh, these two women are just absolutely uh, incredible and inspiring and you can just feel the love and respect they have for each other as they continue to work on their relationship and it's just uh, amazing to hear so if you are new to adoption or you're considering adoption uh, really pay attention really close to their their story and how they talk about each other and how they talk about their son and the emotion you're hearing their voices because it's real. It's, this is real life. You'll, you'll hear the experiences that they shared. And that's the closest thing you're going to get without experiencing it yourself. So this is why I love sharing these stories on the podcast, because you're going to hear the real life of, of what happened and what is happening in their experiences, because adoption doesn't stop. That baby's placed in your arms. When that baby is placed with you, adoption is forever. Adoption is for life. And we talk about that in this episode too. So I can't wait to uh, share that with you. And we're going to jump right into the interview right now. All right. Welcome to the show, Lindsay and Haley. How are you all doing today? Great. Thanks for having us, Tim. I appreciate it. Yes. So good. Thank you. Yes. My pleasure. You know, it's it's nice having more than one person as a guest of the show. It's a little bit tricky to try to get it all uh, rounded up, but I'm glad we did because it's going to be a great show to have you both on and, and share your adoption story in a really unique way. Uh, we've only done this yeah. maybe once or twice before. And I, I just love, people love hearing stories. I love hearing stories because it really gives people hope and it gives people inspiration, especially now, you know, in this COVID, weird COVID thing, and we're coming coming out of it going back into it and it gets people i think people get a little bit discouraged like you know this is not mm-hmm. going to happen for us or what are we going to do and that's not just on the adoptive parent side although that's what a large part of our audience is but you know even women that are considering adoption uh, may not know what direction they want to go or get stuck in mm-hmm. in whatever crisis they're in so I, I really appreciate you two coming on and joining me today and we're just going to talk share your story and I want uh, Lindsay to go ahead and start. If you could just tell us a little bit about your family, like what you led you to adoption and kind of at least a little bit how that happened, uh, what path you chose to match. Sure. So um, my husband and I are from Colorado. We, um, you know, after five years of being married, we kind of started to build that American dream as people call it and, you know, buying our house and, um, we were established in our careers and 
we just came to this, what we felt like was a dead end because, um, then we, we faced infertility and it was very clear for us. Um, my husband got a diagnosis and it was, it was just a very clear no, which we were very thankful for. We didn't go through this very long drawn out infertility journey, but, um, but it was, it was hard, obviously (laughs) it was devastating. And here we were in this house that we had bought with, you know, a nursery in mind and this vision of kids running in the backyard. And we, we weren't going to have that. And so it just kind of made us reevaluate where we were at in life. And we didn't know, you know, I, I wish I could say that adoption was always something that I wanted to do. I'm always jealous of women (laughs) who say that. And for me, it started out sort of as, as plan B and it's, like, I can't even say that without crying now because we have our boy. Mm-hmm. And so it was never plan B. He is not plan B. <laughs> but whew, I didn't expect to cry this this quick. Um, it's okay. Definitely know so, how you feel. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I'll probably cry my whole way through this. But it's still so fresh. He's only six months. Yeah. So we're... Haley will cry with me. I know she will. Um, so anyways, we, you know, it took us some time. We did some traveling and adventuring and the thing that helped us was we just kind of considered this a detour. And like I said, it was, it felt like plan B, but we said, you know, this is going to be a detour and it's going to lead to a happy destination. It's, you know, it's going to make sense all day or someday, but, um, you know, it's just a different path. And so that was sort of our thing. We kept saying, we're just going to follow our detour. And we ended up blogging about that. And I'll go into that later, but, um, our detour led us to adoption. And we, the more we traveled and adventured, the more we realized the things that we want to pass on to our child, the reasons that we want to be parents are nothing to do with genetics. So, um, we just felt very led to adoption and, um, we started the process. We started kind of slow. Um, we were very fearful. It took us a while to get on the same page and to know kind of which path we wanted to take. And we ended up not taking that path at all. (laughs) It was our adoption journey was nothing like what we thought it was going to be. So we actually, Tim, this podcast was sort of one of the first places I started, um, and just kind of collecting information. And then I heard, you had um, Becca from RG Adoption Consulting on. And so then we went with them and, and used their consulting services and signed on with two agencies. And um, then we ended up self-matching and Haley found us on Facebook. I, I decided to start a Facebook page just sort of as an extension of our profile to show who we are and kind of it helped me feel like I was being active in our adoption journey. And I wasn't just sitting back and waiting and waiting, waiting for our agencies to do, you know, all the networking. So something told me to just start a Facebook page and start networking and, and it worked. Haley found us and, um, yeah, here we are. (laughs) That's really cool that, uh, you found each other through Facebook. Cause I think a lot of people ask that, like, does that really work? You know, do, mm-hmm. do people actually find each other uh, through Facebook or any social media for that matter? Uh, Haley, yeah. I question for you. Uh, did you, was that the first time you looked at Facebook for somebody or what made you think to look at Facebook and try to find, um, 
parents? Well, um, kind of the way it started for me was very early on in the pregnancy, I was contemplating adoption. The thought was a thought that was immediately in my mind, but I wasn't 100% certain that it was something I could follow through right. with. You know, I mean, people all the time, and people still say it to me. I, I just don't think I could ever do that. Well, right. you know, I didn't think I could either, but I knew it was what was best for my son. So that's that's the avenue I chose. But in that early initial decision making process, I was faced with it, there was a few different things that held me back, um, a few different things that you know made me think, can, can I really go through with this? So I decided to look for support groups and I'm in support groups on Facebook for a few other things. And so I had started looking for support groups for birth mothers, because one of my biggest fears was number one, wanting an open adoption and then not having it be open. Um, and of course that is up to the adoptive parents. Um, and then my other concern was the mental health concerns faced later in life due to that separation trauma. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the biologic trauma that the adopted child faces. I was really worried about that. And I never, ever, ever wanted my child to think that I gave him up or that I didn't want him because I am a mother to three other children who are with me. And so I didn't ever want him to question why did she want those kids and not me, mm. you know, and fortunately Dan Lindsay and I have a really good relationship. And I think that our son will always know his story and it will never be uh, your mom didn't want you. It, of course I want him. I would love to have him here with me, but that's selfish and he would not have lived his best life given the circumstances with me. So um, I, I, like I said, I was looking for those support groups to see what other birth mothers experience were. And that's kind of how it started. And through the search for that support group, I found um, a, I can't even remember the name of the page at this point, but there was another page that was like for hopeful adoptive parents and potential birth mothers alike. And it was mainly flooded. There was so many more hopeful adoptive families than there were birth mothers. Mm -hmm. But basically, families would share their profiles and a little bit about themselves on that page. So I joined those support groups at the same time. And I spent a lot of time just reading through posts and, and really pondering the whole experience. And um, there was one day when I was sitting on my couch on a Saturday last August, and I was looking out the window and I was in truthfully the, the worst trenches of my entire life. And I was sitting here and I, I, I knew that I didn't want to reach out to a potential family without having 100% certainty in my heart, because I know that adoptive families, the process is excruciating for them. It can be brutal. You know, they, they face failed matches and whatnot. And I just couldn't bear the thought of getting the hopes up of a potential adoptive family that's already been through much, so much and then saying, oh, I, I can't follow through. So I took the time to myself to make sure I was 100% certain that this was something I could do. And then I really just kind of started sorting through profiles. And I had specific criteria for what my son's adoptive family would look like. Um, I don't need to go into that, but I think every birth mother is entitled to that. You know, we have specific, like I said, criteria yeah. and a lot of families were eliminated or a lot of hopeful adoptive parents were eliminated just because I was very specific on what I wanted for him. 
Um, and so out of those who met the criteria, there was, there was a couple, but I'm telling you, it's like a God thing because as soon as I laid eyes on Dan and Lindsay, <laughs> I fell in love with them. And this is where I get emotional because I can re- like just talking about it. I remember it so well. Their profile was, I mean, it was just it. It was everything I was looking for. And so that's, that's kind of how I found them and what led me to, to use the Facebook option because otherwise I really didn't have any idea who do you call, you know, and social media seems to be the answer for everything anymore. So <laughs> that's kind of how it happened. That's awesome. Yeah. Was there anything that stood out? I mean, I know you said you, you saw the profile and, and it, you just knew it was them and based on what they said. Uh, was there anything like pictures or anything else in their profile that stood out to you? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, first of all, they're just, you could tell that, they are so madly in love with each other. Um, <laughs> love just radiates around Dan and Lindsay and all of their pictures. You can just see it. It's not fake. It's nothing for show. They are so very much in love with each other. And like I said, that just they exude happiness and love. So that really stood out to me. And the other thing that stood out to me was clearly they love to travel. I love to travel. I live to see the world. And it's very obvious through their profile that they do the same. And then the other thing that really stood out to me was their love of family. Mm-hmm. I come from a very tight knit family. Um, when we're all together, there's like around 40 of us. And I always laugh and joke and say, we come up with any excuse to, to be together. Oh, it's Abraham Lincoln's granddaughter's birthday. Let's get together and have dinner. <laughs> or it's Cinco de Mayo and none of us are Hispanic, but let's get together and have Taco Tuesday. You know, um, any, any excuse to get together, we are always <laughs> together. Um, and Dan and Lindsay's profile made it very clear that they were the same way. Family is very important to them. And that's what I wanted for my son. So I just knew when I saw him, I knew in my heart, I knew. And there was never any looking back from that point forward. Yeah. The the pictures, uh, I see their profile and, and they have pictures from Costa Rica, from Greece, from, uh, I think you're, yeah. you're married in Cabo. I, if I remember right. Mm-hmm. Costa then, Rica. Yeah. Were yeah. Cabo? I thought it was Costa Rica. Cabo. And then we went, we lived in Costa Rica shortly after, but yeah. Yeah. Sitting on a, on a back of a, or the top of an RV, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Living the RV, RV life. So certainly, yep. certainly travelers. Well, that's, we were worried. I was like, yeah. okay, we need to really put it out there. How we don't just like hobby travel. We incorporate our life into travel. And I hope that like, you know, whatever woman chooses us understands that their child is going to be all over the place. (laughs) So that was sort of a thing we wanted to really make sure we portrayed. Yeah. And that's the beautiful thing there. You weren't, you were a little bit afraid, but you still put it out there. That's the truly you. And that's exactly what actually allowed you to get matched is being you your your unique self and that's what Haley wanted and that worked out yeah yeah uh how long Lindsay? how long did you wait before you found out about Haley, or before you chose mm-hmm. she chose you and you guys matched so we were home study approved in february uh we signed on with our consultant around November, the year before 2019, and then um, home study approved actually almost to the exact day that then our son was, was officially ours, the finalization. So um, it was about seven months before she had contacted us. And then 
um, like I said, about a year to finalization. So, so how did you, it was the longest year of our lives. Yeah, I, bet, <laughs> I, I know that feeling. Yes. Yeah. Uh, how did you two meet then? Was it just through uh, like a messenger thing through Facebook at first? And then this is one of my favorite parts of the story. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> um, so I, I guess Lindsay, I'll, I'll start this and then you can kind of add on to it. So as okay. I said, um, I, w- I spent that Saturday pilfering through hundreds of profiles, but once I decided on Dan and Lindsay, I'm like, they're it, they're it. I'm going <laughs> to stop looking. They're the ones. And I am one of those people where once I set my mind to it, I stick to it. So I really take time to ponder my thoughts because like I said, once I'm committed, nothing and no one can stop me. <laughs> so pretty much, um, I was excited. I wanted to reach out to them right then. And I wanted to make my decision early on because I wanted my son's parents to be a part of as much of the journey as possible. So I wanted to connect with them early so they could be a part of the pregnancy because that's so much a part of the journey and the child's life. So I knew that I wanted to connect early. So as soon as I made my decision, I was so eager to reach out to them. I actually got, I think I messaged Lindsay first, or maybe I called. I think I called um, the number that was on their profile. They had, you know, a a phone number there that you could call. And I wanted to talk to them together. Um, You know, Dan and Lindsay both at the same time. So I didn't have to explain myself twice because there was a lot to my story. And, you know, as a couple that was on that journey together, I wanted them to experience it together. So when I called and I talked to Lindsay, I'm like, I, I told her a little bit about who I was and asked if Dan was available. And she was like, well, no, but yeah, but I'd love to hear what you have to say. And I'm like, well, I I would really like to speak with you when you're both together. Um, And I would really like to FaceTime because, you know, that's so much more personal. So we were able to arrange that on FaceTime and their hearts were very guarded at first. And, um, you know, I'll let Lindsay elaborate on that, but they were very guarded and really didn't open up a whole lot about their plans or whether or not they wanted to pursue something, but I was able to tell them who I, who I am, what I'm about and, and my story. And we just kind of let it, the relationship develop from there. And I'll let Lindsay add on her perspective of that whole situation. Yeah. So we, you know, putting yourself on Facebook and and really putting your adoption journey out there, you get contacted quite a bit and many of them are scammers, unfortunately. And usually I could tell right away if it was kind of a real situation or not. Um, but, and we had honestly up, up until this point that Haley contacted us, we had had a lot of ups and downs and a lot of connections that just didn't end up panning out and were actually matched with a birth mom for a couple months and had a really close relationship. And she decided to parent. And, um, obviously we, you know, were very supportive of that. And, um, it was just extremely hard. We had a hundred percent gotten our hopes up. We had gone to her 20 week appointment and met her and had a very good relationship. And then, um, just out of the blue, we stopped hearing from her and it took about a month before we heard from her and heard, you know, that she had had a change of heart and, So we were very, very guarded, Um, but there was something very different in the way Haley contacted us that I did get a lot more excited because like, like she said, she immediately wanted to FaceTime, which was not the norm, you know, it's usually like kind of 
trying to push to get a little bit more um, out of some of these other women that just to see if it's a real thing or not, you know, Um, but not obviously not push. We never tried to push, but (laughs) we wanted, we wanted those things for just that assurance. And she just automatically offered it right off the bat and wanted us both to be there. And so it felt, it just felt really good. And it felt like she was very serious and we could tell her mind was made up. And so it was like, Oh my gosh, like we really, you know, we did put a lot of pressure on that first conversation and we're so nervous. We FaceTimed, um, and she just immediately spilled like her whole heart and her whole story to us Mm. and was so honest. And we just kept looking at each other. Like she is the most courageous woman for, you know, sharing some of these really, really painful parts of her story and what she was going through. And we were just immediately like, so in awe of her. Um, and then not only that, like just, she was so compassionate to our story. Like she just said, she knew, you know, that we had been through a lot too. And she never, she, she never lost sight of that. You know, she just kept saying like, I know you guys have been on a hard journey too. And we're sitting here thinking our journey is nothing compared to what you're going through. And so it's just like, it was just a really sweet conversation to be thinking of each other's feelings. And we just fell in love with her, but we were so guarded. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we just could not get our hopes up at all. And we just kept telling her that. And you know, she was five months out from delivery and that's, you know, in the adoption world, a really, really long match and kind of highly discouraged because so much can happen in even just a month, let alone five. And, um, and what I love most about Haley is like she said, she, when she gets her mind set on something, she'll go for it. She doesn't change her mind. She's all in and she pursued us. I mean, she just kept asking if she could send pictures of her belly and send, you know, heart tones. And she was immediately saying, you know, do you want to hear your son's heartbeat? And do you want to see a picture of your son today growing in my belly and things like that? And she just, she did everything in her power to make the journey easier on us. And I I just could talk all day about how amazing she was and what a dream situation it was for us. Did you feel like during that five months, though, that something could happen? Maybe it was too good to be true oh, yeah. or, you oh, know, yeah. I'm sure you did. That always probably was in the back of your mind, no matter how, how good it all was going. I'm sure that, uh, and that yeah, goes through sure. a lot of people's minds when they're matched uh, and have longer matches like that. Yeah. Um, how far? And I never we... wanted her to feel she had gone yeah. too far. You know, right. I never, we always told her it doesn't matter up and, you know, like this is your baby this is your baby until until he's ours but um but she yeah she was she's a strong one were you guys far away from each other like uh geography wise <laughs> in the states were you hours away from each other or were you fairly close we're actually uh, in neighboring states oh, okay. um so i mean a day's drive and that was one of the things that kind of factored into my decision as well you know i said um that after I, you know, decided upon my criteria, a good majority of those profiles were eliminated. But there was one other couple who 
I would say would have been in the running. And what made me um, 100% commit to Dan and Lindsay over that couple was that couple was on like the Northeast coast. So I wanted him to be far enough away to where, you know, I'm not going to go to Walmart and pass him and see him at ball games and everything else. So I didn't want him like in my town, but I wanted him close enough to where if we were able to pursue the open adoption, um, it's like a day's drive. And so that worked out perfectly. And I just, I didn't want him in the Northeast because that would make travel to see him a lot harder. So now we are, we're about nine hours apart and that's, it's far enough. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a pretty good drive, but you can drive it. Oh, makes sense. And I have. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, and we're going to talk about open adoption here in a minute. Uh, I first though wanted to just think, and it's only been six months and, uh, what was it like for you to both? And I'll let Lindsay go first in the hospital. I mean, you were there, uh, you got to hold your son for the first time mm-hmm. and oh my gosh, you're right there with Haley and probably Almost. feeling, feeling her. It was yeah. Close. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Explain that. Were you right there with Haley yeah. then or where were you when he was born? <laughs> so we were there. We um, stayed in an Airbnb just like 15 minutes from her for an entire month before he was born. We didn't want to miss anything. We got to go to all the weekly appointments leading up to his birth. Um, we wanted just to be able to spend time with Haley and her family and, um, yeah, just, we didn't want to miss anything. And then sure enough, she calls us around 5 AM and says she's headed to the hospital, but, She's like, you know, take your time. It's going to take a while for us to get there and get checked in. So then we we hop in the car about six o'clock and text her and her mom and say, hey, can we grab Starbucks or breakfast for you guys? And she FaceTimes me and she is on that table and she's like, you need to get here <laughs> now. <laughs> so... We no, go from Starbucks, Lindsay. Yeah, yeah, forget Starbucks. Just kidding. We don't need breakfast. <laughs> so we, had a, we waited an entire month. She was actually supposed to be induced on that following Monday, and it was mm. Saturday. And um, we had waited and waited and waited. And then sure enough, we are rushing our butts off to the hospital, running in. The nurses are escorting us. Um, and then things slowed down a little bit, so we all had time to breathe. Um, I was everything. dilated to an eight and a half when we got to the oh. hospital. So yes. I'm like, Lizzie, no. And then she got emotional. She's like, oh my gosh, we've been here for a month. You know, emotions <laughs> were high for all of us. So she's like, oh my gosh, we've been here for a month and we're going to miss it. And I'm like, I'm going to try to just lay here. But we're, we're okay. But I think it was a huge <sighs> sigh of relief for all of us when they when they walked in the door. <laughs> um, but yeah, just so many emotions. I mean, I've never felt so many emotions at once. It's the craziest thing to feel so much joy, but you know, my heart hurt for Haley the whole time. And we had gotten so close that I couldn't help, but, you know, want to think of her emotions and her mom was in the room with us. And so I, I like, I just, there's no words. There's no words to even explain how many emotions you have on that day in that moment. And honestly, it's just complete shock. Hmm. My husband took this picture of me holding him for the first time doing skin to skin. And you can just hmm. see this like 
days in my eyes because I'm just in total shock. Mm. It just, it didn't feel real. I don't think, especially with the rush to the hospital, it took a long time to even just process what was going on. It was like, I was just watching a movie in a way. So, um, I don't think it was really till later that night that he, uh, he didn't sleep all night and he just kept, he was the sweetest, calmest little baby and just his little eyes just kept staring at me all night and I, I didn't sleep a wink. I just stared back at him. Uh, and I just remember thinking, I don't know you. I don't know <laughs> you and you don't know me. But we're in this together. And the love was just so instant. Ugh, I can't, like, Haley, you've got to take over. <laughs> <The mess. laughs> Tell your side. I don't really remember the question, but I think it was something along the lines of, were they there? Um, and they were. Like I said, I wanted them including included in right. as much as possible. And I wanted, you know, I he is our son. He mm -hmm. is my son. He is Dan and Lindsay's son. And that is a dynamic that I think is really difficult for a lot of people to understand. But I think it's difficult to understand because it's not talked about. And I think that's why Lindsay and I are so passionate about sharing our story because he is our son. And of course, final decision making and whatnot rests with Dan and Lindsay. And I respect that because that was a part of the decision I made. But the love that we share for him is is equal. And because they are his parents, I wanted them involved in the decision-making process. So throughout my pregnancy, I did allow them to make decisions. Um, and this is another part where we kind of laugh. I told Lindsay, you call the shots, but an epidural is not negotiable. Um, <laughs> it was almost not an option, but um, we did get that good old epidural. But I said everything else was, was their choice. So I absolutely wanted them included in everything. And so, of course, they were both in the room with me throughout everything, because as his parents, like I said, that's part of the journey. I did not want them to miss a single thing. And they didn't. And I am so thankful for that. So um, I allowed them to make you know, decisions about um, his medical care and the immediate um, post-delivery time. And they got to make the decision on who got to cut his cord and um yeah, I mean, they were just there for everything, and there's truthfully not a single second moment or line item that I would change about the entire experience. Wow. Same. You're just, Same. you got, you two are just amazing. I mean, <laughs> a, thank you. What a, a, a cr incredible experience. Um, too. I mean, you could feel the love and picture it in your head just with you all in the room and just pouring your love out for this little boy. Yeah. And, and the fact that you get to continue to do that together for the rest yeah. of his life is a powerful message. That is a message that everybody does need to hear. I totally agree with you. I'm glad you said that because I, I tell people all the time, adoption does not end when a child's placed with you. It's for life. No. And Absolutely. so, you know, I can feel that love that you all have for him and feel for for each other and that's pure and genuine and, and just amazing and i'm glad you're here to share that uh i want to ask you about open adoption so you mentioned it a little bit already and open adoption is just i guess it's a hard concept for some people to 
wrap their brains around. And it was for my wife and I before we started the adoption process. And I want to talk about it because it is so important. And it, it does allow for you, for the adoption triad, to love each other and continue on that for for the all the child's life. So I love the fact that we're talking about it. And I want to know from your guys' perspective, and Lindsay, you can go first, If what, how did you come to an agreement or talk about open adoption and what the contact, you know, what, how much you're going to, are going to stay in touch and how that's going to look. How did that all come about? Well, honestly, my husband and I had zero exposure to adoption. We, we were absolutely clueless when we started the process. And so all it really took for us in our early adoption classes that we had to take with our agency for our home city, um, was just hearing the research and how beneficial it is for not only the child, but the birth family, the adoptive family for everybody. And so we knew that, you know, it. I guess the hard thing with open adoption is that there's no, there's no, you don't have any experience. You don't know how your adoption journey is going to pan out and you you're there's just so many unknowns so it's really hard to even envision what you want it to look like until you're actually in it right so um I feel like all of our fears just like melted away once we started building the relationship with Haley Mm -hmm. and I think that that's probably very common because there's so many there's so many inaccurate fears that we had you know and misconceptions that you believe. And once we actually had a tangible relationship, it was like, okay, this is really not that big of a deal. (laughs) You know, this is just family. Um, It's just extended family and it's more people to love on our child. And so it's hard because Haley and us, we never really needed to have those conversations because our relationship just developed Mm -hmm. and we became friends. And so we knew, we knew very early on, you know, she did say she would love to do yearly visits. And so we had some of those kind of initial on that first call, um, just sort of to lay that groundwork of like, okay, this is my expectation. These are our expectations. But I think the biggest thing is just having a, having a relationship and, and kind of taking it as it comes and, um, yeah, Haley, do you have anything to add? Yeah. Haley, how did you come to know? I mean, you said almost at the beginning that you, you wanted to have some kind of relationship. 100%. Um, there's no way I could have done it without. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the unknown, you know, I, I don't know. There's just no way I could have birthed a child and then spent the rest of my life wondering mm-hmm. and not knowing who he is, what, what he's about, what does he look like? Does he have my nose? Does he have his mama's hard, hard work and um, determination? Um, you know, I, there's just no way I could have navigated my life wondering. So I knew I wanted it to be open. And that is one of the things that held me back, you know, because once the adoption takes place, um, the openness does lie within the hands of the adoptive parents. So that's why, you know, it was very important to me, you know, that Dan and Lindsay had verbalized that they wanted open adoption as well. But I absolutely did want it to remain open. And, you know, that's one of the things we did discuss. I don't know what open adoption looks like. Like Lindsay said, we, you know, I didn't want to push them and make them uncomfortable and, and have it be too much. 
but yet, you know, one picture a year in the mail wasn't necessarily going to suffice for me either. And kind of like Lindsay said, we don't, it's not something we discuss a whole lot. I think we both respect each other's boundaries very well. Um, I am so very thankful for every update I get. I mean, when I get pictures, I tear <laughs> up and I just stare at him and I love him. It's, it's the weirdest thing for me to describe because I look at him and the love I have for him is so immense. And it's just like that of my other children. But then I don't ever look at him and have regret or wish that I wouldn't have done this because I, I know wholeheartedly that he is right where he needs to be. He is in the perfect place with the most amazing parents. And um, I'm just thankful for every little update I get. And, you know, I always get updates when he does something new or when he goes to a well child check. Um, I get to know about all of his adventures. I, I, you know, I messaged Lindsay like last week, where's Miles today? <laughs> She's like, well, here he is. <laughs> um, so I don't think either one of us really have issues with boundaries. I think we just on our own try to respect each other's and it just works. And I think that we feel close enough to where if other um, I was crossing a line, I think that Dan and Lindsay would tell me. Um, mm-hmm. And we've just never really had that issue. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I mean the first part of open adoption is the, the word open. I think anybody mm-hmm. listening to this who have not adopted yet, which I know is a lot of you out there, that's the key is you, and Lindsay already, or both of you already really talked about it is being open, which, which means you're open to contact. You're open to developing a relationship. Uh, and I know it's yeah. not always easy and there's certainly there's times when boundaries do, do have to be talked about and, and worked on. But you both mentioned it too. It's family, it's relationship. And you said extended family and I've used that before too, but you know, it's, it's actually closer in my mind mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. than extended family. Cause extended is not, it's too far away. Uh, our kids' birth family is part of our family and mm-hmm. they're close to us and they should be, and we want them to be, and we invite them to be. And so anybody listening to this, and I think you guys have told the story so beautifully is that you need that feeling of relationship and growth and work together, communicate, respect each other, which I could totally get that. And what you guys have said so far is the respect is there on both sides. Mm -hmm. That's huge. Mm -hmm. So I just want to encourage anybody listening to this, that uh, your story is is sharing uh, real life of what you go through on both sides of the adoption journey and it's so important to to hear and listen and and uh, especially hear a successful story is such a success when i say success i mean having so much love for each other is to me what makes a successful adoption and then you guys have that hands down mm-hmm. um, well i think as a parent you just once once your baby is in your arms as a parent, you just naturally want what's best for them. And knowing that, you know, having this extra love and having this opportunity to have a beautiful relationship with his birth family and be able to, to offer that to him and to have that just be a part of his life without being a thing, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. being a big deal. It's just, this is us. Right. Um, it, it really, 
you, you do whatever it, it takes because that's what you do as a parent. So it's really no different than every parent, you know, you just, you put in the effort and, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it, it, it's just, like I said, it, it felt like such a huge thing when we started the adoption process. And now that it's here, it's just us and it's just our son and our story and it's life and, and it's family and love. So, um, of course there'll be challenges, of course, like every relationship, there'll be ups and downs and we'll navigate those, but it's just not a big deal. (laughs) Well, you both are willing to work on it. I mean, that's clear. And that's what relationships take. It's not like it's all sunshine and rainbows. It's sometimes there is work involved work, meaning just working on communication or working to understand something about the other person. I mean, that's all about relationships and that's what this truly is. And I feel that already with you guys, uh, just in the few minutes that we've been talking. So, uh, and I think, I think for miles, it's really important. So, you know, when he's 15, 16, he's Mm -hmm. not learning, Oh, you're not my biological parents. Mm -hmm. Um, that's devastating. So if that's what people choose, you know, to each their own, but I don't think that's what Dan and Lindsay or I wanted for our son. So Mm -hmm. with the way things are now, um, of course he remembers my voice. I, you know, we'll do (laughs) video Snapchats every once in a while. And, um, I don't know if he's smiling at me or at himself (laughs) when he sees the camera, but, um, we have fun with it. Um, but anyways, it's like Lindsay said, it's just us. It's just our story. So this way he'll never question, well, who was that chick? Um, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm his first mom and that, that will be his normal. So there will never be that big devastating blow that I'm adopted. It's, it's a part of his story and it's a part of his life. And I think that, you know, Dan Lindsay and I've discussed many times that it's very important to us that he does know his story. So I think Lindsay will do an excellent job making sure he knows his story at age appropriate levels. And he'll just always know and adoption will never be taboo or unknown to him. Mm -hmm. Wow, Haley, you are so wise. <laughs> you mm-hmm. are just so uh, inspiring. Uh, gosh, just just uh, mm-hmm. what you, the love you share and the, the wisdom that you've got is. Uh, and well, thank the, you. You are truly courageous. And, mm-hmm. and I, yeah, you're right. I, I, I feel what Lindsay said at the beginning. You could just go on and on and on. Uh, I love that you guys are willing to share your story and to, uh, provide this this hope and inspiration for the folks i'm going to give you one uh, opportunity here to just if you want to share even just one thing but what one thing do you want um hopeful adoptive parents so that's the majority of the people that are listening to this what do you want them to know about adoption Lindsay or Haley, you can go first on this one gosh um that's a difficult one for me to answer mainly because you know i'm on the other side of the perspective sure, sure. but I just want anybody on either side to understand that your story is what you make it. Nobody else writes your story. Societal norms do not write your story. Only those emotionally vested in a child's life can make the decisions on what are best for that child. And the story is exactly what you make it. Um, and as you mentioned earlier, you know, adoption doesn't start when those papers are, or it doesn't stop, excuse me, when those papers are signed, it's a lifelong process. And I think a lot of people struggle with it. And they think because in, in times past, it has been taboo families were so set on, no, you keep that child within the family, you know, the the grandparents and great grandparents, no, we're going to keep this kid and, and we'll raise it. 
And while sure, I, I know that some on the opposing side of the fence would say adoption is trauma. Um, well, sure, there is, there, it, it, it is hard, but I know wholeheartedly that our son is living a much better life with two parents in his home than what he would with me. Mm -hmm. So I want people on both sides of the fence to understand that whatever decision you make is, is the right one. Um, and the story is truly, like I said, what you make it. And for those hopeful adoptive parents, you know, I would say, don't give up. I know that it is an awful journey at times, but I do believe God has his hand in everything. And I truthfully believe he led me to Dan and Lindsay because our story fits together so well. Um, I really kind of feel like Lindsay and I are the same person <laughs> sometimes, you know, we, we have so many similarities. It's crazy. Um, but you know, while it's a long, painful journey for them, the perfect piece to their puzzle is coming. And while it may not be on their timing, it will be at the most appropriate timing. And I think Lindsay could attest to that, you know, by saying, you know, our son was never plan B. He was the perfect plan from, from day one. So hang in there, stay positive, because I will say as um, an expectant and birth mother, um, there was, there are some profiles that are negative and that's very off putting. So stay optimistic is another big one for me. Beautifully said. Thank you for that. Yeah. I mean, mic drop. There's really not much for me to add there. <laughs> that <laughs> that is true. She just perfectly she, put the bow on yes, the gift and wrapped it up nicely. Yes, um, yeah, I, I mean, now uh, being on the other side, I, it was the hardest, hardest journey for us. Adoption was just not, I hated not having the control. I hated the uncertainty, the waiting, the financial part. It is, it is one of the hardest challenges you'll face. Um, but now being on the other side, I, it is the most worth it. And it's so rewarding. And like Haley said, the piece is just perfectly fit together. And I remember just trying to force and rush and do it all, you know, every little decision felt like the biggest thing and it stressed me out. And then here we are on the other side. And I wish I could go back and just tell myself, like shake myself and be like, just chill out because <laughs> it really does fall into place. Yeah. And I know I hated hearing that when I was going through it because it's just hard to trust, but I have just never, never been happier in my life. And mm -hmm. every single day, like, I don't think I'll ever lose that just immense gratitude for yeah. the way things worked out and looking at this little boy and just knowing how perfect it all came together. So I hope that our story does just give some, everybody some hope and, helps them know that their story's coming too and their baby's coming. Um, and every story, everyone's different. And our just our story is going to be totally different from everybody else's, but um, it'll be perfect for you. Well said. Yes. And I don't know how you found the time in, in doing all this, but you actually found the time to write a book. And I want you to talk <laughs> about that. Uh, it's called the story of you, a child's first story of their open adoption. And somehow oh, you found, you found the... <laughs> this is where I cry. <laughs> <laughs> the way to to write this book and it is totally uh honoring Haley and I want you to talk about it Lindsay go ahead 
Yeah. Um, writing a children's book was always a dream of mine. Um, and so obviously just the, one of the most touching parts of my life and like the, the best story of my life I knew was going to be the day that my son was born. And so I wanted to capture that. Um, and it just kind of came, it just kind of all came out of me because I remember feeling like, what do I even say to Haley? Like, mm-hmm. what do I say to the woman who's going to make my biggest dream come true? And what, and I just remember feeling all this pressure. And then I just realized that I just needed to honor her and I needed Miles to know who she is and the decision she made and the love that she has for him. And so I wanted to be able to offer that the moment he was in my arms, like day one, I wanted to be able to share his story with him and who Haley is. And, um, and so I wrote it to be able to read to miles, but I, I wrote it to more as like a gift for Haley to dedicate to her. And so I knew that it was going to be easy for me to share my perspective with miles all the time, but I really more importantly wanted him to understand what she went through um, to bring him to us. And so, yeah, the book is just about sort of simultaneously of how I'm wishing for him and how she's, you know, wishing to find us and how, how hard of a decision it was for her, but how we came together and love and, and it kind of, you know, it's a little piece of the future of how, you know, I will honor her wishes and she'll always have, he will always have his, her spirit in him and, um, how he has two moms and I just poured my heart into it. And Haley sent me a video after she opened it. I gave it to her as she left the hospital and she sent me this video of her just sobbing, crying, saying it was the most (laughs) perfect thing. And that was like everything to me. So I hope that it can be a blessing to other families and sharing their child's open adoption with them too. A little bit of excerpt here is, you write, mommy loves you. Yes, I do. But did you know she first loved you? You're in my arms now, but always in her heart. With pictures and phone calls, we'll never be apart. Mommy loves you. Yes, I do. Her hopes for you, I will carry through. That is just beautiful. Oh, goodness. So can I just add on to that really <laughs> yes, quick? Yes, um, <laughs> um, A big part of that. Um I know we haven't talked about it, but I did get to go for my first visit in June to go see him Mm -hmm. and took some family with, and something really special that Lindsay and I did is we got matching tattoos. And I heard Mm -hmm. you mention earlier the adoption triad, and there is actually an adoption symbol and it's a triangle with a heart intertwined. And of course that adoption symbol, each leg of the triangle, each side represents the adoption triad, the, the birth family, the adoptive family and the child. Um, so Lindsay actually designed our tattoo. And so the bottom piece of the triangle is his name. It says his name. Mm-hmm. And then we both got that tattooed, but I wanted to add something and I wanted it to relate to the, the book in some way. Mm-hmm. And so I remember how she said, your mommy first loved you. So my kind of theme now is I loved you first. Mm. So beside my adoption symbol, it says, I loved you first. And it's in Lindsay's handwriting. Um, We Mm. got them together. And I have also created a birth mother support group on Facebook. And it's called I loved you first. Um, 
<laughs> a safe place for birth mothers. So um, that book has kind of been the spinoff for that as as well. Love it. Love it. We'll share that in the show notes so everybody can find that Facebook group. Fantastic. Haley's just been an incredible resource for a lot of women out there already. And her just sharing her her perspective and her side of the story has just been so powerful for so many women out there. So um, I'm so proud of her. So, so proud of her. Yes. Um, I don't know. I, I'm kind of at a loss for words, which is hard for me. Yeah. That doesn't happen very often. <laughs> but you two are just so amazing and inspiring. And uh, I've done uh, so much, I think, just in sharing your story here, because thousands of people are going to hear this. And not just a hopeful adoptive families, but people who are already adopted, expectant women who are thinking about adoption, even adoptees, are going to hear this. And they're going to be inspired by your story and they're going to be inspired by your book and they're going to be inspired by your Facebook groups. And I just can't thank you enough for coming on and sharing your story. Uh, if you, if anybody wants to contact you, what's the best way to contact you, Lindsay, go ahead. So the best way to contact me is probably through our blog, follow your detour.com or on Instagram, which is at follow underscore your underscore detour. I mean, and the book is on Amazon, The Story of You. Yes, yes. We'll put all those links in the show notes. Uh, you can find the book pretty easy and her blog pretty easy. Um, yep. And then Haley will put your Facebook group on the yes, show notes that. as well. Okay. Yep. I loved you first, a safe place for birth mothers. Awesome. Your son's only six months old, um, but I know you have a lifetime of, of great relationship and memories to share and love to share especially with him so thank you both for for coming on the show today i really appreciate it thank you for having us all right amazing amazing interview oh wow just emotional inspirational i can't think of enough adjectives to use here because Lindsay and Haley are just two amazing women that uh, i'm so honored that they came on to share their story because it's it's truly incredible and so inspiring and they had so many good things uh, to say about each other, to say about their son and to, to help you on your journey as you're going down the journey to adopt and, and to hear their story and to hear their experience is just gold because that's the next best thing you have to actually experiencing it yourself. So I hope you got a lot out of that interview. I know I did all the show notes, uh, all the links we talked about are going to be in the show notes at infantadoptionguide.com forward slash 94. And I just love that they, she wrote a book. Uh, goodness. I don't know how she did that in a month, month, all this uh, adoption stuff, but go get her book. It's called the story of you, a child's first story of their open adoption. And it's on uh, Amazon but you can get it through paperback or Kindle. And uh, if you are on your journey now and you don't, maybe you're considering adoption, maybe you're not sure where to go. Maybe you have got a lot of questions. Um, if you're stuck, you don't know where to go. There's a lot of resources on the infantadoptionguide.com page. And we have our Facebook group. If you go to the top of the page of infantadoptionguide.com, you can find our link to our Facebook group. And I'm the admin there and I'd love to have you in our group and join the thousands of others that are there. But I'd also like, if you're interested in, in an agency and you know lots of people work with an adoption agency to get their adoption journey going and started, and I would invite you, if you're looking for one, if you don't know that you're looking for one, check out findmyadoptionagency.com 
We've got a re- a, an online course all about how to find the right adoption agency for you. Not just find it, but choose it and why you want to choose the right adoption, how to choose the right adoption, where to choose the right adoption agency. All that is in this course. Put a lot into it and throughout our three adoptions, throughout all the experience of the last 10 plus years that we've been working with people into this course. And uh, we've got many agencies already listed in the course. We've got awesome resources for you in the course. Go check it out. Findmyadoptionagency.com. All right. Until next time, you are in my prayers as you go on the journey to adopt. God bless. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to my dad.